All right, Booze Brothers Radio, and here with Miss Rubia Garcia. Hello. All right, you ready? <coughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so we were speaking briefly about the Hard Rock collapse. Um, we spoke a, a little bit about the deportation of the gentleman who. Joel. Mm-hmm. Who, he uh, he witnessed everything and had warned his supervisors and everybody. It, they knew. I have no doubt, uh, at least for me, and I'm not an engineer or an architect, but it doesn't take common sense to, like, not. You can see it for yourself. I mean, that that goes. He did a very good job, and he took a risk by coming forward and doing what Absolutely, he did. Absolutely, yes. And the, that's what kind of upsets me because it just. I I, I first I, I think I want to say that if, to be fair, I wouldn't want to be Miss Cantrell. No. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to be Mayor Cantrell at all no, because this right is. I, I I saw the article last night, um, about her taxes and things like that, and it's like. I saw the article earlier on in the week about her getting money from the developers. Okay, so her. explain that because that does sound like it's bribery in a sense, but I mean, it was before. Not necessarily. I I don't know when it was, but the consortium. All of them, in uh, I think it was up to seventy thousand dollars. That's what everybody kept crying in the the city council. Our mayor's taking seventy thousand. Right. You know, seventy thousand to us sounds like a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But in the grand, how much do you think these mayors and these people are literally out here spending for a campaign like that? Come on now, yeah. like, and I, it's not even saying that I, it's not it's not a significant amount of money because it is. Yeah. It absolutely is, but it's it. It and it does give the the hint of impropriety. It looks weird, and the only reason this is the message that I have for it only looks weird because she's not telling us anything else. Yeah. In the lack of information, people will use their imagination. Yeah, they'll speculate. And this is my speculation, and my background in history and things like that. (laughs) Um is ultimately what led me to to start looking into these things and got me to where I am. I do believe there is fault to be had on all sides. Yes. City side, contractor side, developer side. Yeah, we're going to see that for the next coming weeks. Everyone, Honestly, I don't know if we are. I'm going to be real with you because the same people that told the city, well, unless the city council does it, and what we called for at the city council, um, the committee for a public hearing, we want people to be able the the people in New Orleans who are affected by this to be able to give it to be granted the opportunity to speak to that. So that way, Mayor Cantrell can see it's not that she doesn't know that people are, are aren't being affected, but for her to make the statement that she said, to say literally that we're not going to have let's I don't want you to have a council meeting just f- for the sole purpose of giving the citizens of this uh, of this city a chance to vent. Like, with all due respect, what the fuck? No, like this, this is, we're all affected by this, whether we want to be or not. But more importantly, I don't think that people have even taken into consideration the psychological damage coming from a city as someone born and raised from here, as somebody who helped rebuild this city after Katrina. I came back just days because I couldn't get in touch with my family. None of my family, my mom, my dad, all my brothers, nobody. So when I came back, I started working with the debris removal company. I started working and doing all these things that I saw things. So 
I don't think that people are really taking into consideration. The only thing that's missing on that damn building right now is the X. Yo, uh, you are you're pretty spot on. I, I, I never thought of it like that, but yeah. I mean, the only, whether you were... If, if people from New Orleans are very keen about that, but it's it, we know what that the, the significance of that is. But there was something that was very traumatizing. Seeing an X on people's houses? Knowing that there's a man in that building, yeah. and we're supposed to be this great nation... Yet are two of our most vulnerable who shouldn't have even been there. Kenyon wasn't even supposed to be there. He was covering for somebody That's else. That's right, yeah. He was taking someone else's shift. 36 years old. Just got engaged. Like, these are people that were doing their job and were being, still to this day, just being ignored. Literally. And I don't know how people... I'm not, you have ultimately two types of people. When they come to a comfort zone and they start to get to the edge of it, either when you get there, either you fall back or you continue on. The vast majority of people in New Orleans, either they don't know about what's going on or it seems like it's so uncomfortable for them that they don't. Maybe they're afraid to or maybe they don't know they should or whatever. I don't know what the... the, I've, I've been trying to go through this in my head for days, but that's one of the reasons why I'm going out there every single day. Hell, I even thought about if I wasn't being there on my deathbed right now, I'd probably be going out there camping out there because at the end, this is, it just feels, feels wrong. You know, it is. It is wrong. I mean, there is, I don't know why there's 112 days later and nothing really has been done. Really, and it's just those two bodies that's bothering me. I'll tell you what. I've had 11, I've counted 11 different times people have come to me and said that there's actually, and this is not me confirming because I told them, each one of them, until somebody comes to me, a family member, and tells me this directly, I don't feel comfortable with saying this as if it is a fact. Okay. Because from, from the rumor, I will say, is that there are actually other people inside of that building. There are other illegals that are inside of that building that are actually afraid to come up and speak. Like family members are afraid to come up and speak because look what happened to Joel. Yeah. Like, it, is it is it possible? I mean, yes. it very well is possible. They had to go in and rescue quite a few people. So is it possible? Yeah, it is. And yeah, I've seen some construction workers just on the freeway, on some building signs. Um, they're not non-contracts. I'm gonna pay you like eighty bucks to help out with this laying this gravel out real quick. Non-union. Non-union workers. Yeah, the political correct. I mean, yeah, that's the. Is that that's. The, the, I mean, ultimately, that's what. When you're using, here's the thing. <clears throat> if if when you use union workers, they're protected. Yeah. They have the collective bargaining aspect of it, but this is you. You don't want to hire union workers because as a union, if me and you were working on that job, it's let's say you were Joel. Me and you are working on that job. We're union members. It's going to cost the developer and them and the contractor more money to pay us because you got to pay us the, the, the wages, collective bargaining, things like that. But if I record that video or I go to you and I say that there's a problem and this site is not safe and you ignore me, I go to my union rep. That's a wrap. Yeah. The whole job will get shut down. Would have never happened. 
You know, you hire non-union people. People have no representation. Right. And more importantly, you're hiring the vulnerable. The people who really aren't supposed to question you. And look what happened to the one person that had the audacity to. Right. Man. And this ties in with uh, illegal immigration. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's... That is... Uh, I mean, it's a touchy subject, especially in this uh, era of our presidency. Um, I, was it last? It was last year with uh, the kids out in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Their parents at, were working at a chicken farm, and they were just taking. They they were working at a chicken plant, and uh, their parents were all wrapped up in ice. And then the kids were at school, no one to pick them up, no one to care for them that day. I didn't day. hear about that. No, I'll show you some stuff later, but. Uh, very devastating, like just heart wrenching watching these kids cry because they had no one to pick up their to pick up them from school. They didn't know where dinner was coming from the next day. It was just very devastating. So when you have uh, non union workers or immigrants, anybody who is uh, working on these sites, not only is it unsafe, I mean it's unlawful. Or it, it's yeah, it's totally yes, unlawful. it's totally they were cited. Citadel builders were actually cited months before the collapse for hiring illegal workers. So they wanted to point out their safety record is impeccable. Yeah, that's probably really super great if you've been paying off the damn inspectors for the last 10 years. Because that guy, Kevin Richardson, has been working for the safety and permits since 2009. He didn't get fired until 2015 by Mitch Landry, but he still had connections with the analyst by Maxwell inside the department. And she was the one that was changing the records and issuing permits for buildings that hadn't been inspected and all of these things. But that's what I'm saying. I don't know and I don't trust the authorities that are in place right now right no likewise i, uh, I, I little you, faith look at the two people <laughs> back in those articles that were published before the collapse that were talking about kevin richardson and the other analyst that was being indicted and all of those things right in those articles mary cantrell herself was quoted as i'm gonna have to go through and clean out that department this is months before the collapse you knew something was there hmm. you knew it after homeboy got fired in 2015 yet he was still doing permits in 2019 up to february of 2019 and you knew this and he was indicted i believe over the summer he didn't plead guilty until two weeks after the collapse probably because if i was osha and this building just collapsed two weeks ago you i've already indicted you or i've already charged you i'm going to go up to you and say hey now i'm going to charge you with murder because as a result of potentially the 8300 permits that you took sixty five thousand dollars for over the last 10 years Maybe perhaps he had something to do with that. But do you think it's they get they charged him with some computer manufacturing, like the charging, like changing like the fraud? Yeah, okay. yeah, like some computer crimes. Huh. Where's the bribery? White collar crimes, all right. Yeah, like where's the bribery? Like it's a computer thing. For me, if I'm if I'm them, I'm gonna I'm gonna offer that deal because obviously I don't really don't want you. Yeah. Hmm. I want the big guy. I want the big I want the name of all the companies and things like that that uh, that you did that because I want to know what buildings and that's where I take an issue because that to me would be common sense I mean I, I got this guy that's been working for the safety and permits for the city of New Orleans and our infrastructure in our uh, with uh, you know um, res- what is what is it called um, subsidence okay. the ground sinking and things like that our streets and our buildings and everything chain potholes not potholes but whole sinkholes and things like yeah. that in our city our infrastructure <laughs> needs to be monitored but that's the sole job of the safety and permits that's what they're doing but osha is supposed to be investigating them but osha also knew about this just like cantrell did months before 
So you knew about this, but you didn't go check the buildings. And obviously the problem still hadn't been fixed, but this had been going on for years. But nonetheless, I get it. You want me, you all, both Cantrell and OSHA had sent letters to the city council telling them not to investigate. Telling yeah. them not to open up. I did. OSHA posted it to Twitter. That is what's pissing me off. Like I'm tired of getting my news. On I don't, Twitter. I'm, yeah, on Twitter, <laughs> man. Like when? Mm, dang, man. Yeah, no. I, that's why I I don't really follow Twitter too much because it just it's just news and I don't know what to believe anymore. And I'll stick to like the Huffington Post and I'll try and read as much as I can. But I sometimes I don't want like Kobe when he passed another hoax and then unfortunately it wasn't. No. Oh, and then you grew up in that era too. Hmm? You grew up in that era, right? You said, "Yeah." Oh man. Um, yeah. All right. Another another subject for another time. But um, as far as the Hard Rock, uh, what do you think's gonna happen by the end of this year, twenty twenty? They there's obviously plans in the next coming months. Allegedly, they're gonna tear everything down, and then they might rebuild those three other buildings, historical buildings. You read about that? Um. The the. I, the committee, the committee that I met with, the committee for public hearing, we were trying to draft basic demands because we're also on the uh, on the fourth month anniversary. Hopefully, my plan is to have this done with within by. I hope to have the protest tomorrow, and then at worst have it next Saturday, and then that's a wrap. Because I want this done before Mardi Gras. I don't feel comfortable with having tens of thousands of people coming to New Orleans and taking picture of the most like ideal it, it, it's it's the it's the consequence you're taking a picture of the consequence of ignorance and corruption and greed and neglect and just mm. uh, just uh so you want this building down before Mardi Gras crisis. I don't want the building down I want them out okay I don't care what you do with the building right now like like I said my first prime Honestly, I've heard plans. Of, like I said, the, the committee wants to do um, a civil rights um, monument or park or one of the. Oh, I can't think of the name of it. Oh, she's gonna kill me because she's so. Did. They've they've done the designs for it and everything, where you build the the water flow parks where the the water that's in the city, like all of it. It's a. Oh, oops, somebody's gonna have to Google it. <laughs> but um, right. basically, like it's a park for places that have flood problems, and the water pretty much goes into that park and gathers there instead of flooding everywhere else. We could use something like this right. <laughs> in the city instead of. You know something uh, some like some monstrosity on on Canal Street um, that was already too big and just didn't fit the the bill. But they were they were pushing it and trying to get everything done by February. Yeah. I know because I was looking for apartments and I kept seeing 1031 Canal. I didn't realize until all of this happened. I was like, oh, those are the apartments that I was like, oh, those condos are really really nice because that it was a hotel plus condo. Yeah, it would have been the the mixed use. Um, but what do I see happening by by 2020? This to me is a non-negotiable. Like I, 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 it's it's only a matter of time before I, I have every hope in the world that the people ain't gonna let Quinn and Jose down, or give justice to Anthony, or get Joel back. I refuse to believe that people are not going to rise up for this. I refuse to believe that this is what's going to be satisfactory to people, and I refuse to believe that people are going to be. Not necessarily gullible, but they'll be like me and just be kind of indifferent. Could be because you, in your day to day life, look at me, I'm sick. 
I have a job. I have family. I have stresses. I have my own personal things. Everybody has their own stuff, their own weight. Right. That's where empathy comes in. Because, yeah, I got all those things. Like I said, I'm one foot in the grave right now. (laughs) But I know that this is something that is, it's important to me. I can't let this go because I don't see... I don't see people doing what I know that they're capable of and what I know that in their heart when you're a good person and I know that you're a good person, you're better than your silence. Like your silence is your compliance to that injustice by you staying silent, by you not. I want a nationwide protest tomorrow. I want people. I want everybody who can't all of my followers who have not. that, That can't be there tomorrow physically. They want to participate. They just don't know how. Yeah. Hard rocks are everywhere. Yes, they are. Uh, so how can where do people go for this protest? So tomorrow we are uh, gathering out, outside of City Hall at Duncan Plaza um, at Perdido right there um, across from City Hall at 12 o'clock. Yep. And we'll be there. We'll have um, basically like an open mic, an opportunity. We want people to come and we want an opportunity for people to have their, their time to speak. I want people in New Orleans, especially because when your 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 mayor says things like we don't want to, you know, give them a chance to speak. We want people in New Orleans to be given their opportunity to um, speak their truth and put truth to power. So that's what tomorrow is all about. Coming out at noon and getting your signs and getting your opportunity to really speak your piece. All right, so yeah, if you have anything to say about the Hard Rock Hotel, uh, you're upset, and I'm curious, have the family members been invited to this? Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. I've, I've been trying to, I've been looking. I, I don't want to just involve myself. I need to life. speak with. Um, I would like to speak with the family of, uh, of. Well, I've talked with Anthony. I'll, I'll reach out to them after. Nothing, nonetheless, but um, I want them to be there. Um, again, they're planning on something on the February twelfth. My goal, like I said, is I hope that it doesn't take that long. No, you shouldn't. It shouldn't be four months. I, you know, I was hoping when that body was discovered, when the tarp flew off and like uh, the photos started circulating, I was hoping, all right, that weekend, yo, we gotta do something quick. But when it didn't, that's why I started. No, yeah, this. when that second tarp went up, I was like, what the hell are you doing? That's not solving an issue. Uh, you only did you put a band-aid right you put a band-aid on the <laughs> took the on, words out of my mouth yes absolutely on, on the fatal wound and uh. it's all and all that it's it, like i said for me it's very it's very traumatic it just brings back those memories because there are people who were here during katrina mm. during the floodwaters that did see the bloated bodies that did see the bodies in the middle of the street or that did see that type of suffering and to at this point in time I just don't I fail to understand how we haven't reached out to all of our sources why the governor was here and he stopped by I believe that day because it was the runoff I think so. but I think has he, he been back area. since no this city is what got that man elected where are you yeah we gotta make some phone calls <laughs> Yo, that, yeah that your first person I actually bring him up in my in the last couple of days I didn't think about that uh man no it's uh I yeah, likewise I hope that we get those gentlemen out sooner sooner the better as far as the infrastructure i could care less right now because it's just another eyesore 
Yeah, for me, as far as the, the I, it, everything else. Yeah, what y'all do with that building? This year. Everything else is secondary. I, 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 we can address that and cross that bridge when we get there. Yeah. But again, I'm still stuck on the fact that uh, on on the point of what we should have done within the first 45 days. This should this is an actionable plan. This yeah. is if within this period of time this has not happened, then this is what's going. There down. should be an SOP, a standard operating procedure, procedure with yes. with stuff like this. And uh, where is it at? Like I'm curious to see. What does is or what is supposed to happen with these things? The OSHA is supposed to be giving their report, I believe, in in April. But again, Man. they that's why they didn't want the city council to happen because they don't want they don't want like the public outcry and the, the publicity okay. to interfere with the deal making process that they're doing with the developer because the developer's already denying accountability. Right. But they're doing that. I mean. We have insurances involved, and some, according to Cantrell, one of the insurance companies had already backed out, and they're not paying. So she's worried about it being stuck on the the City. New Orleans ta- taxpayers. Yeah, I mean, I would be too. I mean, I am too. But ultimately, I even thought about it. I said, you know what? They're probably going to blame you because you're raising awareness. They're like, well, you could blame blame that that teacher lady, Miss Garcia. She's the one that's out there. She's telling bro- them, yeah, broadcasting everything and. Pissing everybody off, first of all, it's Friday. I piss everybody off. <laughs> uh, it, it could take a number. Yeah. It's not It's not about me going out. Honestly, it's really not. It's not about a political thing. It's not about, you know, what's safe or whatever. It's about doing what's right and what's wrong. Yes. You messed up. No matter which way you slice it, even if you weren't responsible for the collapse. Yeah. You're accountable now, 112 days later, because you still haven't got a damn plan. I'm one. I'm, I'm just... For me, what's I think for the vast majority, I think for all of everybody, all everybody involved, what is frustrating the Ameri- like the citizens of New Orleans most is just the lack of transparency. It's the it's the silence for 112 days. Now they've been talking and giving things and press conferences and stuff yeah. like that, but actually, action. Yeah, like actually, what is going down? We're, oh, we're gonna demolish it after after Mardi Gras, and like, I just I remember weeks after I used to get the the notifications from the lives of all the updates that they were really good at communicating. But here we are, four months later almost, and we haven't. There's no conclusion, and then more importantly, I'm expecting a conclusion from the same people who knew that this was possibly going to be a conclusion. Yeah. So you're invested. They're investigating a collapse when they were investigating permits, and when they didn't investigate like the permits and look into the permits, and the collapse happened. So they're kind of, sort of, potentially. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, I mean, <laughs> so they're investigating not themselves because they didn't necessarily do anything wrong. These these uh th- these actions, these things, these moments are going to be movies and years and months probably to come. There's so much that is questionable as far as uh the what's happening behind the scenes what's happening right before our eyes i i just can't believe i'm living in this day and age in this time and hell i almost thought i was like i was my mind was racing whenever everything was i was finding out all this stuff and i'm like how does how does everybody not know that? right and, and just in the recent days i'm watching the news i'm like is this for real Someone is someone else watching this? And I'm watching like WDSU reporting, and I'm hearing this stuff on the radio. And like I can't believe this is occurring in this right now, right this instant. Right. I I think 
just in the state of of, of I, I I felt like you did like when I saw that he had been exposed I was I knew then I was like man I can't believe those bodies are still there yeah. I can't and I like I said I, I and I told Anthony's uh, sister that the, the night that I met him after the city council and I apologized to her because I was like man like I I'm I'm going so hard right now because I'm disgusted yeah. I'm disgusted because I should have known better. Of all people, I should have known better because I know better. <laughs> I know better. I know the way that things go, and I should have paid attention, and I should have followed up. And I've, I mean, I can't fix the world. I can't change everything. But this right here, this is something I could do. Yeah. This is something immediate in my neighborhood, and I, in my city, and I love my city. All this, this right here is unbecoming of everything that the city has the potential to be. Yeah. Nor, or more importantly, the way historically this city has been since its founding. There was a reason why they got Louisiana. It wasn't all Louisiana. That wasn't a part of the deal. We only wanted New Orleans. That was it. Like, there's a reason. Like, all of the 30-something states you could reach from the Mississippi River and all that dumps into here. By the culture and the food and the music. But it doesn't get the respect. No, and I'm I'm glad that you are like spearheading this whole thing, and I, that you're one of the voices that of many that are just in on the, the side of good. And that's when you said it earlier, like when you're wrong, you're wrong, and you're, you're I think you're speaking genuinely from the heart. And I mean, to have some form of empathy and a humanity, like that's a rare form nowadays to be spoken out publicly. And mm. it's someone like you that's actually like it's it's cool to care. I'm gonna tell you like this, and it's. Um I've suffered with anxiety and depression all my life. And I did a video oof, when I was in the midst of like my lawsuit with uh, Algiers Charter. I did a video because I was, I was so depressed. And I finally came to this and I tried to equate it because I'm a really big geek. But I was studying Einstein and all these physics principles and energy and relating it to bank accounts and how much you put out and put in. And it's everybody is just so spread so thin everybody out here is literally battling and i can understand it your your record profits for the rich no in no kind of growth for our middle class and stagnant so it's easy to understand with a lack of education a lack of economic resources or any other type of resources that you might need in order to have the same type of success within your life <clears throat> yeah it's it's enough I, I, I've gotten to a point where I just this particular incident I've considered all of the extremes and how far am I really willing to take this and <laughs> I've, uh, I've had to cross those lines certain times of my life and they're not fun but I mean if you really when you really you're really passionate about something, hey, no holds barred. When it comes to like your kids, yo, what would you like? What would you do if someone did this and that to your kid? First of all, I would have been camping out with my son every night. If you couldn't, yeah, you camp. If if that were my son in that building, oh, oh yeah, yeah. I think for the first time. you would have to, you yeah. would have to arrest me. You would detain me. You would have to because I would be camping out there, sitting next to my son every night until you got him home. Yeah. Like you're not. It, you, absolutely not and that's I 
not everybody has that platform. Not everybody has that opportunity to speak out and to do those things. And I never intended to have the platform, but almost at this point, it almost feels like a duty and an obligation. It feels irresponsible if I don't. Because I honestly, given everything that's going on in this country and in this world, honest to God, I need a moral victory. I think that this country, they need to do this because this country needs something good yes. for the people to come together and they need to have at least something in all of this craziness. And this is not something that is political. This is bipartisan issue. This is a humanity issue. Yeah. And that's what blows my mind. And I know that it's, it's, it's possible. I know that and they've done it. Look at the site that that building was even built on. The Woolworths, the first sit-ins. You tore down such a place. And it's no wonder that everything that you've done ever since then has failed. Man, that's a... Everything that you've done, the building collapsed, the crane failed, the legs get exposed, you get ousted for the money that you've taken. Like, it... It's literally just one thing after another, after another. And it's like, it's not going to, this is, I took that, that wind that came through last week as the swift wind of reminder. That's why I won't let it go because I forgot. I know people would be disgusted just like I was. So I, yeah, that's, that's, I mean, yeah, I pass that building quite often. I mean, on my trip here, I live in the West Bank myself, Mm -hmm. so. Coming back and forth, I'll see that building, and it, uh, and it was that one reminder of that photo when I woke up in the morning and I checked my Facebook. Like, oh my Lanta, I cannot believe, and it, it was everywhere. It was yeah, and you couldn't yeah. even avoid it. No, 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 and like, several news outlets they refuse to show it, which I applaud them. Good on them for not showing it because it is disgusting. Um, this is what I will say though. You know, I debated on every single night going down there and filming like how that would make the families feel like right. i wanted to consider yeah. that and to say like oh here we are 11 111 days but then i started thinking about like maybe till emma till's mom yeah and the the thought of i would hope if i were those the the family members of these people because jose uh, ponce Arreola's his brother in in chicago He's filing court documents trying to get them to remove the body because he didn't know that, like, he knew that there was issues, but he realized that it was, you know, they're still in the building. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's... <coughs> and exposed. Yeah. It's... I honestly, I lost my train of thought. I'm, I'm, I'm overwhelmed. I'm, I'm tired, but I'm also... I, I still have a very I don't know what's gonna happen tomorrow like I'm really curious to see there's a fight in you I can tell you I mean I'll tell you that you being sick you being I mean almost looking like you're ready to just I'm about to die there's uh, I mean (laughs) I can see emotions left and right coming out of you (coughs) and I but I know there's fight in you so yeah I'm curious too how tomorrow's gonna go Uh, I'm curious how these bodies are going to be retrieved who is going to be in charge of all this all that i want all that i i would start out by being good and comfortable with is getting 
an independent contractor demolition crew because you do know the people that are demoing and building are the same people that built it. I want an independent contractor. I want the city council to continue their investigation, but I do think that a part of the city council's hearings and investigation that a member from the community should be a part of that. Yeah. Because, yeah, at the city council, yeah, but also city council members also receive money from these developers and yeah. contractors. Yeah, and whoever that is, someone of good morals and ethics, too. I yeah. think that's very that's, important. You have plenty of people who have been in this community, who have fought for this community, who have been there way longer than me. I'm not saying that it's me. I mean, I'll volunteer as tribute if you can't find nobody else. But I mean, Hunger Games. <laughs> but, um, but I do want, uh, they're going to be open, and uh, Jason Williams uh, did say that, but for me, I want I want accountability, but the first and primary goal is to get an independent contractor out here, multiple teams, multiple uh, bids. I don't have anything against the fire chief. I don't have anything against really anybody, except for the fact that here we are 112 days later, and there's still no plan. You've gone from demoing the building to imploding the building to blowing it up to blowing the cranes. Then I'm going to go get the bodies. Then I'm going to shore it and then take it down piece by piece. But no, that's going to take too long. We don't want to do that. Then back to imploding. Then we're going to demolish it. Like it's gone. It, it, at this point, I don't know how many times the plan has changed. And there's still no definitive answer. And it's the lack of transparency. So when it comes down to even me saying earlier where I've, I've, I've battle with these things i believe that people being able to put themselves out there and being able to show that type of vulnerability and that type of passion is i can understand why people don't because it makes you vulnerable because people sadly in this world try to exploit your compassion try to exploit and take advantage of your empathy yes. so most people won't get on a video and cry and do all that Personally, I don't care because there are no, no there's no bunk beds in the casket. Like no, none of y'all are coming back with me. Like I have to live with myself at the end of the day, and I is what got me doing these videos to begin with. I don't feel comfortable putting my head to the pillow at night, knowing that this and this is not taken care of. Like this, this is something that should have never happened, but it did happen, and now we're adding further. <coughs> insult to injury by not addressing it so at this point whatever means necessary like I, I and I mean that and I I've, I've considered the ultimate extremes of what that means okay all right so noon tomorrow Saturday noon tomorrow at Duncan Plaza across from the city hall um, that's if my doctor doesn't impatient me <laughs> <laughs> yo bring your signs uh, come out with something ready to say um, oh do the right thing, people. That's that's the best thing, best advice I could give. They can write um, on my page. They can. Uh, I have the media relations and public relations uh, lady from Hard Rock up there. Don't forget the Super Bowls this weekend. Hard Rock's a sponsor. Ooh, <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah. Yo, yeah. about to blow up some Twitter pages. <laughs> Everybody just hashtag uh, hard at uh, um, their Instagram is at Hard Rock Hotels. Um, so boycott Hard Rock. And it's only trying to get their attention to the issue. It's not because I believe that they're accountable for it or anything like that. It's really more of a PR thing. I, I'm Like I said, I'm hard rock and I have a building that has two men of color that have been there for 112 days as of today. And there's no plan on removing these men. Do you think of a, they were uh, union white workers that make a difference? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 
we wouldn't be having this conversation. Matter of fact, the building probably would have been blown up by now. It probably would have went down before the cranes, like with the cranes. They, they probably would have honestly got them all. Named the building. And then blowing, blowing up the whole building. I mean, I don't want to say that it's. Uh, I, honestly, I want to be fair. But when it comes to. It, if it would have been the union workers, I go back to my original statement, we would have never been there. Because the union workers, though, if it would have been white union workers or whatever union workers, union workers just in general, they would have never got there. The union rep would have shut down the entire job because it's not safe. But this is, we're dealing in an era where they don't want collective bargaining. They don't want unions, which is why they don't want teacher unions. They don't want unions in buildings and contractors. And all of this is relevant because all of this stems back to the Gilded Age, Industrial Revolution, all of the sweatshops and the factories and the urbanizations and the ghettos and all of these things. It's called the Gilded Age. Gilded? Something that's gilded, you take something of no intrinsic value, you dip it in gold. So on the outside, it looks great. But on the inside, it's crap. Right. That was America. You were producing 600 times more in this period than any other country. You're growing astronomically, but it's also the creation of the have and the have-nots. You have... 400 families that have more than everybody else sound familiar the tax rates for the businesses there's nothing protecting kids are working in factories women the women in the triangle shirtwaist factory that they were killed because of the negligence and the fire hoses and all the safety things features that's very similar to this again but all of those those tragedies led to change those tragedies and throughout history led to the progressive era so when people say things they look at somebody like alexandria ocasio cortez or even bernie and you say words like progressive as if it's an insult you're insulted you're insulted by the word progress by a word whose root word is progress i i mean but progress naacp you're talking about rights for women protections for children conservation efforts come in play Talking about all these programs that came in that Americans loved today. It's just amazing that it's these. Uh, but again, it just goes down to the ignorance because it's really easy, again, to sit here and question or spew whatever if you're being either miseducated or not educated at all. And you're only being taught to do reading and writing and mathematics. So when you can't get a job, pays minimum wage, can't support yourself or your family, you go do crimes. Well, then. You go straight through the pipeline. Yeah. That's where we wanted you to go in the first place. So uh, we're speaking briefly off the air uh, with these break-ins that happened in Lakeview. Mm-hmm. So Lakeview from the Metro New Orleans area is like 20 minutes, 30 minutes? Yeah, if that. Maybe. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not too far. But uh, there was a rise in uh, people who went to the city halls, correct? Mm-hmm. They had, I believe they had a town hall a couple weeks ago. <laughs> and uh, so there's been a number of break-ins. And it's I been mean, throughout the city, there's been a number of break-ins. Like I said, I've, I've been robbed twice. Yeah. My car got stolen once, and then they broke into my car this, the, the next time. It, in this specific incident, it was juveniles. It was a young kid or young male. For, uh, for my case, I don't know. No? But, I mean, it's it happened to multiple people in my neighborhood. I know multiple people who have been robbed yeah. or multiple people who had their cars uh, broken into um, because it's it's rampant. It's run rampant in a muck, but let's look at everything in the city at this point. You're talking about sewage and water board. Every time it rains, people are doing the backstroke and the blood, the butterfly on Canal Street, like it, it taking canoes to get to their houses. Yes, this is legit, legitimate. People are in. This is we're not boats. (laughs) We're not joking. Not even exaggerating. 
But you have sewage and water board. You have the crime. You have New Orleans now being 100% the only and first city in America that is 100% charter schools, businesses, businesses running our children. And you're wondering why the children are coming out and breaking into cars? You've literally given them no skills. You made sure that they can't hack it in college. You've passed them along just like they did back last year um, over the summer at Kennedy. At the high school in Kennedy, the there was the big scandal. The, the graduates graduated, and then only to find out that the grading scandal, kids had to go back. The seniors they, they had actually to go did back. go back. I heard about it, but they did go back to school? From my understanding. Oh, I did not know that. <laughs> oh, that's all right. But again, whose job is it to do that? Uh, there would be a superintendent if it was a regular school. Right. The super the Orleans Parish School Board, but since it's a charter, then it's under the charter. All that it is is just a byway. I find it funny that Henderson Lewis always wants to talk about um, the. <coughs> he's uh, he mentioned the. Um, oh, I lost my train of thought. Who's Henderson okay. Lewis? Henderson Lewis is the superintendent of Orleans Parish School Board. Okay. Um, he got us to turn all the schools over from RSD under there and then one by one went and turned them over but he wanted to in launch an investigation into what happened at Kennedy I found that interesting because whose job is it to make sure that such things don't happen you literally have one job <laughs> literally Mr. Lewis <laughs> has one job yeah. you have no schools under your care none not one and you mean to tell me that you can't even just monitor the charters to make sure that the charters are up to code. That's literally your job. Do char did the charters have like a board or the, each charter district has their own? You have single single district charters. Like they only got like one. So school. they only run yeah they're one pro one school one, one school on, but or you have like Algiers Charter where I worked that had originally the consortium of Carr and Alice Hart and Eisenhower and all these schools in Algiers in, in there. But then Alice Hart and Carr pulled out, started Inspire NOLA. Yes. And now Inspire NOLA has damn there and gone around. What happened you, to Harriet Tubman? Uh, that, that was right there on General Meyer for a minute. And then, all of these schools, the names have been mixed around. Yeah. Rosenwald is now somewhere else. But it's the same names. It's just they're moving the like they're they're moving the names of these buildings. And I don't this is what I don't think that they're really I have no doubt that when they move, they finish building car on General Meyer, that the school that is there on Huntley, they're going to refurbish it and put another school in there. Yeah. Like, I have no doubt whatsoever. I think it's called something Meyer. Or, I'm just not, um, Berman. Something. Martin Berman? I think so. I'm talking about car. Car's on and Huntley. And the car. Okay. Yeah, and the car. I have no doubt that they're going to just put another, another school inside of that building. Like yeah. that's over there because it's literally it's all they do is just a turnover for charters. It's just it's. If do they the keep the same? Fails, do they keep the same staff or do they take it with them? I, I I was there at Eisenhower when they did one uh, where they removed one principal, and then they brought in another one, and they, she interviewed. I guess it really just uh, it depends. But for Fisher, I believe they yeah they closed down Fisher at the end of. I think it was last year fisher yeah they closed them down at first they combined two schools they took martin berman and william j fisher and then um or was it 30 oh goodness no it was 30 uh 32 down to 32 martin berman was good but they merged uh william fisher and mcdonough 
and put them into the same school because they were both failing schools. But they've also jacked up the whole grading scale. Like all these schools have become passing scales, passing schools, except it they manipulate. So, yeah, okay. So they don't have like the hundreds and nineties. Yeah. So what it is, your your school letter grade now because they just changed it. Yeah. Is based upon your college readiness uh, evaluation, your graduation rate, your ACT scores for your school, and then your assessments. So all of those things factored in um, to the little equation, things like that. That's all a part of it. That's what your school score is based off of. But they change it all the time. Like, who sets the standard? I mean, <laughs> John White just resigned. Superintendent of State Education. For Louisiana. Department of Education. Mm-hmm. Mm. The one who implemented a lot of these things. So in who's in his place now? I have no idea. All right, and that's how it's gonna be. <laughs> I don't want. We don't know. I don't, honestly, when it comes to charters and f- charter schools and things like that, for me, uh-huh. um, I believe that. Ooh. Someone there? <laughs> Is somebody there? <laughs> no, I think the wedge is broke. Damn, should close that. <laughs> that's weird. Um, I um, goodness, I forgot what I was saying. Again. Charter schools. Uh, the charter school movement just in and of itself, I don't believe from privatization. Privatization has never worked out well. Didn't work out on any form. I mean, um, like, Catholic, what do you think about like Catholic schools or like those kind of private schools? I mean, you privatization, but charter schools aren't supposed to be private schools. But what you're ultimately doing is you're subsidizing private schools because that's what a charter is ultimately because it's run by a board. That's what I thought. So I mean, ultimately, it's, it's a tax funded. <laughs> But business and board run operation. So I pay my tax dollars to Algiers Charter Schools, right? Because I'm in this neighborhood. But at the end of the day, the board doesn't have to answer to me because I didn't elect them. Yeah, it's, they, it's a business. Exactly. Yeah. It literally is a business model. So when these parents are complaining because they're trying to save these schools, they're trying to, you know, we had a community charter that they, they decided to close down after all these things. There's so many backdoor deals going on between selling this charter or this school's failing, so I'm going to sell you this building and get all these grants to rebuild, but I can't get teacher books so that they could actually pass these kids. And I personally experienced that. You pour tens of millions of dollars into a building, Got new that. parking lot, new window units, AC units. I'm talking about the yeah. big ones. Like, not the window. I'm talking about the big whole man pajamas for a room. Every single window replaced, every single Fancy paint. new water fountains, the whole Everything. shebang. Everything. A brand new <coughs> basketball court. <coughs> Indoor gymnasium? In the back. All of that. Couldn't get a textbook to save my life. Mm. But when we can't get the scores at the end of the year, then you, sh- you shut us down and then you go ahead and give us to another charter. It makes you wonder after certain main times, like, is it really an accident? Or is it, are you denying us the ability to have the resources because you have a better deal lined up? Is, is there a real uh, another agenda? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, privatization and everything. Healthcare, that hasn't worked out that great. Yeah. Privatization in, I don't know, maybe, what, uh, prisons, like I said? Nope. That, that, that didn't work out that great. No, private you, prisons. You know what's next? Tell me. The Postal Service. You think so? Absolutely. They've already talked about it. Hmm. I mean, they got what do they have now? UPS, FedEx. Mm-hmm. Those are the two major ones I remember from a report. You can Google it. They're already talking about it. Privatizing mail. 
I, I could, yeah, I could see it happening. Yeah, because how are we going to get our Amazon shipments? Exactly. Our two-day air. And, okay. Yeah. And then with all the jet fuel. Yeah. Okay. A whole. It's a whole pyramid. It's It's very... All of it is very intricate, but then again, it takes people to actually try to see the bigger picture of everything. But I just, that's when I knew. I think that my, my vocalness comes from that moment that it finally hit me like, so we're, we're doing this to our kids. Like if we're willing to do the same thing that we did to prisons, to our kids, and we just don't do anything, like, I don't see how people are okay with this. But then again, like I said, it's the ignorance. They don't know people. How many people can sit here and tell the difference between a public school and a charter? They think that they're the same. I've been in like schools and I, I mean, it's been about a decade since I went to school and stepped foot for my education. But when I walked into these elementary schools, I'm just looking around and I don't know what to expect anymore. It's, it's things have changed. And I mean, there's so, so much new technology inside these classrooms. And then I go to other schools and they have nothing. They have maybe the light switch and a little radio that they can sing ABC to. But know. I mean, this is all the product of um, the the property taxes and things like that. So your neighborhoods, for instance, look at Algiers mm-hmm. and the schools that are in Algiers versus the schools that are on St. Charles or, mag- or in the magazine area. No, I guess. But this is all the product of redlining. Back in the day in history, whenever the, the loan companies drew lines around certain areas and said black people can't live here, we're not issuing loans to these neighborhoods. And we're only going to issue loans to them in these neighborhoods. So then you congregate and you get them all and start segregating the city. We're the result of that. It's no wonder that in these poor neighborhoods, all you see is dollar generals, family dollars. Whereas in neighborhoods like this, all your protected neighborhoods, you got Whole Foods. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> no, you are your knowledge. I'm telling you, yeah. I was, like, I was looking for a Dollar Tree on the way down St. Charles, and there's, you're it not was like gonna, on yeah. Broad. I was, Man, yeah. I'm not gonna go all the way over there. You gotta go to the poor neighborhood. Yeah, but that's all redlining. But that's all the thing. If more people understood this, we would have more empathy. We would have more understanding. We would have more compassion because you would have more people that could out, could look objectively. And not be offended by objective truths. But we're living in a world where people are literally so stuck within their cognitive bias that they literally, when they go research anything, they only look up confirmation bias. They only want the things that are going to confirm and prove their point of view. They don't look at things from a, like I did originally with the hard rock. I was going to prove myself wrong. I'm not lying because I did not want to believe that (laughs) they were in the building and that what I was reading was true. But that's a, set, a skeptical thinker, and skeptical thinkers are not people who are, you know, negative or pessimistic thinkers. They go into things with the with the thought and with the idea of trying to prove themselves wrong. I want to prove myself wrong to the to the level of I can find an objective truth, a universal truth that is applicable to all things. But people these days really can't. Honestly, God, I just genuinely don't feel like they. I think they can give a classic on social media. That's I, what they need to do. And they, uh, oh my God. I've seen people share so much mis, like, I mean, uh, wrong information based off some website from who knows where. I mean, they don't get any of their facts cleared and. They don't. Look at the dates, please, if you guys are sharing stuff. Look at right? the dates. Right, but here is the thing that's a historical thinking skill. 
being able to analyze primary and secondary sources, being able to cite textual evidence. This is all humanity subjects. These are all critical thinking and analytical thinking skills. I can give you an example. Ultimately, what has happened throughout education over the last 20 years since No Child Left Behind is a push towards just ELA and math and a strain away from social studies and science, in particular social studies of all things. So you do have these, uh, these amounts of people that are coming in and not necessarily, uh, gosh, I think you got maybe 10 more minutes out of me and then I'm dipping out. I know where <laughs> I don't perfect. think I can handle Because we only got eight more. <laughs> Good. Fantastic. Uh, where was I? Um, speaking on the... Oh, I lost it. No, no. It's all right. No, nonetheless. It'll come back. It probably will. But Lord knows I have to go. I have to get out of here. Yeah, you got to get you got to get better. You I got to go see, see a bright. doctor. I'm going to yeah. tell him like, look, dude, give me some shots or whatever <laughs> I need because I don't I don't like being sick and I got stuff to do, man. You got, got your flu shots? No, no, man. You need to get them flu shots. Oh, man. I don't. Mm. You're an anti-vaxxer? No. OK. You believe in the coronavirus? <laughs> yeah. All right. I believe in anything, especially in uh, this day and age. Do you think it's from those bats? I, honest to God, don't know. Okay, that's respectable. You don't know. I, I, I tend to speak on the things that I'm, I'm knowledgeable on, and honestly, oh, I remember. Told you. <laughs> um, you're talking about it. ELA and math, if we relate this, I was talking and trying to say what has happened in education. Yes. What has happened when you're pushing towards ELA and math and not social studies and science. In social studies and science, this is when you think creatively. This is when you think analytically. This is when you are uh, trying to create these experiments or trying to draw these connections with all these different things. You expand those in those two subjects. So you think of ELA and math as like the basics. You need to know how to read and write. You need to know how to basic do basic math. The metaphor or the analogy is I started playing music when I was in third grade. The first year, Ms. Kellis, every student, no matter what, had to play scales all day, every day. About three months, I was, I was dope. Like, but I didn't want to do scales no more. I was done. Like, I, got, I, get, I, I know what F-sharp sounds like. I know what a B flat sounds like. Like I get it. Like I understand the principle. This is, this is. I need to be able to recognize. I need these basic level skills. I'm ready to play some symphonies. I'm ready to play some concertos. Like yeah. come on now. Like I want to play Titanic. Like because that was <laughs> I was. I, that's how old I was. <laughs> like yeah, in that grade. era, I was a baby. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to play music, and I was ready to quit. It's the same thing. You do so much of something that you. It's what it is, is you're cramming down their head, scales, 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 and you're giving them no, av no avenue to actually apply them. Okay. I can see that, yeah, that, lo that logic. That you're drilling it. Yeah. You're, it's so much, I, I'm only going to take so much, and then I'm going to tune out. Like, I, I'm, whereas if you foster my, my curiosity, like if I go into class and I tell them to um, look up Mohammed Bouazizi, the guy in Tunisia in 2011 that set himself on fire after being harassed by law enforcement and then let down by his government, his local officials, after going and begging and pleading, he got a bottle of fuel and set himself on fire because he just couldn't take it anymore. Committed public suicide because he, of the just the, the, the desperation. 
you have a bunch of people who are almost being led to be that basic, almost being led to to this middle level of mediocrity. And you're being told that you have the opportunity for this dream. You can get there, but the reality is the, the few that do make it is rare and few and far and in between. Um, but it's possible, but it, I, I just, for me, I want well-rounded education for people. I want, I feel like it'd be easier for people to understand. And I feel like in this, this situation, a lot of things would have been different. The unions probably would have been there. Hell, we probably would have been hiring more accountable people. The only thing in my goal and my focus is first, get me better. Because <laughs> I'm no good to anybody if I ain't good. So uh, get myself better. Someone help this one. <laughs> get myself better, and then I'm going to go stop by the Hard Rock tonight uh-huh. and. Um, Start making some signs and planning out for tomorrow. Right, and make I'll sure you get some rest. I'm definitely. Gonna, I know I'm, you had a late night last night, and uh, <coughs> not looking too good. <coughs> but in the morning, we expect you bright-eyed, chirpy. Yeah, that's the plan. <laughs> leading the masses. Uh, Mommy, thank you for coming on the show. I appreciate you no, with your vast knowledge. It. I want to have you back on and talk about the youth, um, the, the school shootings happening across the country. I know it's a whole. That's a whole subject. Um, uh, there's so much I want to talk to you about, and I'm going to stay tuned in. Uh, now, if you want to follow Miss Rubia Garcia on Instagram, check out her videos. Uh, is, there a, is there a YouTube channel? I do have YouTube. Like when Facebook had shut my page down, I started putting my videos on YouTube as kind of like a backup because I, I lost all my stuff. So yeah. I was like, oh, I don't want to do that. But I do have stuff on YouTube, but I really... I need somebody to just come in and just manage my life, honestly. That's, <laughs> I, I, she need I, a manager. <laughs> Anybody? We know some people. Just as somebody just just tell me where to show up, and I swear to God I'll do it, and I'll be prepared. <laughs> just organize my life. Yeah, no, absolutely. And then on top of that, we didn't even get to like the discussion of bachata. Uh, fantastic yeah. dancer, I know. Yeah, she feels a lot better now. <laughs> oh God. No, yeah. I mean, great dancer. I mean, gr- great rich history. Uh, you lived in DR. You said. Yeah, I lived in DR. Dominican Republic mm-hmm. for you uneducated people, and I mean, it's it's fascinating seeing somebody embrace the culture like you have and just be drawn in and be and i mean honestly they embraced me that from the very beginning like dancing i got into dancing when i was actually i was living on the streets at the time i left my house and i was literally living out there on the streets and the girlfriend of mine had a cousin that was teaching classes and i was like let me come over here and then i could crash because it's like super late i could crash at your place and like yeah and then next thing you know i actually really liked it and then they opened up and they that's one of the things about the hispanic and latino culture itself is that they are very embracing yeah. And that's what's almost kind of offensive about the way they get treated is because of all people. Right. Like, it, it just, uh, I, 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 if, if poor whites and minorities, mm-hmm. the day that that ever happens, the day that they start to realize their commonality instead of their differences, their, yeah, yeah, their individuality or their, their distinct differences, that's going to be a game changer because it's, it, Divide and rule has been in play for a long time. Yeah. Specifically. I have a theory about the food. I think if we like sit down like, oh, you guys eat hot dogs? You know what we do with our food? And just mm-hmm. kind of, you know what chorizo is? And yeah. start conversing about food. Like you, We'd find a lot of common ground. I've experienced that in my travels. Even, like, even in the sense of we find common ground in the sense that they're, even if it's not the same tradition, at least we have one. 
Yes. Like for this particular thing, like there's di- there's it, there's unity in diversity. Like it it brings that that part of it. Uh, I know New Orleans because New Orleans is so historically rich and significant. On like French, Spanish, African, all of these things. But the most important thing is we respect all of those cultures and we bring everybody and we get those men out of the Hard Rock on tomorrow afternoon. Hopefully you guys will be out there noon at Duncan Plaza. Duncan Plaza, right in front of uh, City Hall. All right. Well, you guys make it out there. Once again, follow Miss Nola Rubia Garcia. Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Um, hit me up on Instagram, DJ underscore DZ. Send you in the right direction. And please come out on the show next month. I'm down for it. All right. She said it. <laughs> All right. Y'all, say, uh, y'all have a good Friday afternoon, good weekend. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Be out there for the demonstration and protest. And uh, yeah, do the right thing, just like Ellen DeGeneres says. Be kind to one another. Thank you for listening. Mm.